everyone. Welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we examine the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies, one minute at a time. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm your host, James. And it's Minute 23, which begins with, shine my shoes for me. And then less promptly doesn't. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> my note is less just dot, 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 doesn't. <laughs> Sits down. Like, doesn't even acknowledge <laughs> that he has just been spoken to. Yeah. Um, and I have it going through when the... I guess it's a fire truck. Yeah, that's an old-timey fire truck. Um, Drives by as Jack is, like, airboxing. Right. Yeah. Right. But better than this. I'm trying not to hit my microphone, which sure. is why I am just awkward. I do know how to throw a punch. It's just... Listen, I believe It's not you. like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not how you throw a punch. I have that about the shoe shine stand, and then that Jack's parents are out west, quote-unquote. Looking for a place to live. Right. As soon as they find the right ranch, right, they'll send for him. And then Jack pulls out his book, mm-hmm. Western Jim or the Mystery of the Demon Hollow. Tell me about this book, James. Well, I couldn't read the words Demon Hollow on uh-huh. there. So I did a Google search thinking, I'll see if I can find out what this book is called. And then I'll look into like dime novels in general. Sure. However, uh-huh. I found... The exact book, which is a real book. Okay. Except it's called Gunpowder Jim, or The Mystery of Demon Hollow. Oh, of well, the they... Demon Hall. So they changed Gunpowder to Western. Probably for... Like a... Licensing no, or PG no, rating? PG rating. I think okay. they probably took out the word gun. Yeah. Um. There's no way that this is... That it it's copyrighted or whatever. You don't think so? No. <laughs> um. It was written... It was copyrighted in 1908. So okay. So it was you know, 84 years old. So, I mean, maybe, but I, I think that probably the copyright had lapsed. Okay. And it was written by a guy named J. Milton Hoffman. Would you like to learn about John <laughs> Milton Hoffman? I guess. He had um, a more interesting life than I think that he had any right to. Okay. John Milton Hoffman, the author of the Slashaway stories and many others, was born in 1846. I'm sorry, the Slashaway stories? Slashaway stories, yeah. Did you do any research into those? I did not. Because they sound kind of... Bloody. Bro wrote a lot of Pulp Fiction. Yeah? Um. So uh, then he died on Christmas Eve in 1928. Oh. Um, in his younger days, he wrote many novels, but for quite a number of years before his death, until his health failed, he was in the real estate business in Chicago and is still listed in the directories from 1885 to 1889. He was said, here's where it gets interesting. He was said to have received much money in royalties for his books, but disliking banks and bankers hid his money or carried it about with him. All of it? Uh-huh. At times, according to the newspapers, he is said to have had as much as $40,000 on his person. Oh, my God. In the late 1800s? What is the conversion rate to today? I don't know, but a lot. A lot. Like, at least, at least. 200000 at least. That's just... It's a lot of money. That's wild. Yeah. His wife, Naomi Cadman, who died several years before him, had left a fortune in jewels, but after Hoffman's death, no jewels and only $35 were found. What do you do with the money and the jewels? I don't know. The house was left furnished but deserted, and it became known as the haunted house, quote unquote. Uh, on November 23rd, 1938, some small boys entering it to look for treasure, which like, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's... Seems like a fairly well thought out uh, excursion to me. Yeah. Um, dropped a match in the closet. Well. 
and started a fire which partially destroyed it. So that's all. I mean, that, that was basically all I saw about it. Was well thought out, right? To a point. I would also read the Stephen King story about that. Mm-hmm. So this is the cover because Villanova has the whole book available to online. Read. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Gunpowder Jim and the Mystery of the Demon Hollows, Demon Hollow, which okay. is exactly what it looks like, except for Western versus Gunpowder. Mm-hmm. And it turns so. Um, if I may read you just a little bit of a problematic. Oh, by the way, this uh, book was published in 1908, so it was about nine years younger than Jack Kelly having it. Right. If he just oh, wow. got it that day. When you said 1908 earlier. That didn't. Well, we were thinking about copywriting mind. for for 1992, but we weren't thinking about 1899. Yep. So didn't oh. even think about that one. So okay, um, this book um, starts off being narrated by a dude with a wild name. Gunpowder Jim is sort of like a Sherlock Holmes to this guy's Watson, is what I am understanding. Okay. Uh, it says uh, Gunpowder Jim or the Mystery of Demon Hollow by J. Milton Hoffman, author. Of the fearless ranger, etc., etc. Okay. So, <laughs> and oh, that's the back of the. These pages are so thin, I can see the. the oh wow. The next, so okay, Gunpowder Jim, Chapter One: The Prairie Vagabond. I'm only going to read like the first page. Okay. It's really quick, and I don't believe a word of it. And I'm sorry to my heart's core that I ever come here. Come spelled C U M. I think it's supposed to be like a dialect. Why, gosh, the whole book is a pack of lies, and F, I hadn't been a consarned fool, consarned the first place I've ever seen it out of Simpsons, I'd have known, I'd have knowed it before I started. Talk about Ugh. Why, Jerusalem, I've traveled all over this wilderness, been out in all sorts of weather, bunked it in the mountains and on prairie, tried my best, which is considerable, to meet Oh, that's... So, not yeah. a good look, Gunpowder Jim. But but nary a one have I seen. It's abominable, atrocious, contemptible to tell sitch lies it is by mighty. The speaker was what city bred people would call a gawky. Don't know what that is. I feel like it might be really derogatory. Maybe not mm-hmm. as derogatory as the thing you read a second ago. Yeah. He was about 21 years of age, six feet and a half in height, thin as a shad, legs like pipe stems, feet and hands proportionally large, and with a shambling, half-crazy style of locomotion that was simply barbarous. His name was Josephus Double B, and he hailed from Pothorn, a rural province in Massachusetts. So this is our Watson character, and uh, Gunpowder Jim is a lot more like tough Wait, and Wait, this is Watson talking like this? Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, um, the next page, and I'm, I'm not going to read it because we can move on, mm-hmm. is basically like dime store novels are bunk and crap and poor writing and stuff, which is hilarious. Yeah. A hilarious way to start a dime store novel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the whole book, all 100 pages of it, is available uh, from Villanova University. Okay. Who scanned it? So. We will drop that link in our show notes. Yeah, it's it seems awful, but yeah. Jack's reading it, so yeah, maybe he's taking a lot better uh, lessons from it than I than mean, maybe most most people. It was the it was eighteen ninety nine and or nineteen oh eight, so probably not. Yeah, yeah. 
So that was number 37 in the Beatles library, who made like hundreds of dime store novels of all genres and stuff. So yeah, that's an actual book, except for the name has been changed to protect the people that use gunpowder, I guess, or something. It's probably to protect the sweet, innocent eyes and ears of America's youth. Right. Because in this minute, there's not any any sort of violence or... Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about how bloodthirsty and delighted Jack is by this fight that breaks out. Right. So uh, we see a trolley on fire. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll recall that there's a trolley there's strike. A tro- the trolley strike has dragged on for three weeks. Yes. Um, but the nude corpse found on the tracks was unconnected. It's not that nude corpse. It was so nude. Not not connected at all. Yep. But nude. Very nude. So Definitely a corpse. 100% nude. 100% dead. Not 0% connected. connected. <laughs> I saw, uh, he says dumbasses. Yeah, he sure does. Which is, I was like, well, okay. For now he's smoking and cursing. Who is this boy? <laughs> For this one minute, yeah. Yeah. we have Jack smoking and cursing, but no gunpowder. No gunpowder. Western. Ugh. Um, yeah. So uh, this is what soaking them looks like, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, so some scabs have tried to not participate in their, or I guess, I guess they're not scabs because scabs are replacement workers. Mm-hmm. These are people that didn't want to strike, which yeah. I suppose is something else. But they're getting um, beaten I believe up. they're called dumbasses. Right, right, dumbasses. I forgot that that was the technical <laughs> term. Right. So this is our first view of the trolley strike. Yeah. Which will inspire uh, the boys uh, tomorrow to change history. Um, tomorrow, the next day, not tomorrow, the next minute. Okay. I was, I'm, yep. I was looking yep. at my notes and I'm like, yep. what? <laughs> yeah. In, sorry. That will inspire the boys in the morning to change history. Sure. Because as we've noted, uh, Pulitzer needs an answer about how to make, how to save money to, to buy tonight. Yeah. And now it's by tonight. So. Yep. There it is. So yeah, I mean, like it ends with basically them seeing a very, a much more exciting depiction of the trolley strike than the newspaper yeah. implied. Yep. But we see sort of how Jack reacts to strike politics. Yeah. I guess how David... David is sort of like, we gotta go. Yeah, David kind of doesn't yeah. react. He's just like, this is not... Like, this is not our fight. We don't need to be here. Yeah. We need to leave. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think we see that until the next minute. Right. In this moment, it's just kind of general confusion. Right. And then Jack just like airboxing. Right. He's so delighted. He he is really bloodthirsty. I love it. Yeah. I mean it's it's weirdly charming. Watching this movie in this format yeah. has like it, it really attunes you to the individual actors' performances yeah. in a way that just watching the movie normally doesn't. Yeah. And I tell you, Christian Bale does some stuff in this movie. He makes some choices, absolutely. He does. makes some choices. Indeed. Indeed. One of them was to airbox. He likes to airbox sometimes. Yep. It's that youthful aggression. He's all... This isn't the first time we've seen him airbox. I know. <laughs> He's all horned up from Metal Larkson. Uh-huh. Like, and then the last time, he was all horned up from uh, having woken up in the morning. Sure. If you Teenage wanna... boys. I mean, like, you know, what are you going to do with them? If you want to weigh in on whatever this is... <laughs> Please don't. Um, yeah, please don't. Um, <laughs> but if you want to weigh in on anything else. Uh, we have a Twitter. It is at Newsies Minute. And individually, you can find us. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. 
We have a Patreon where you can support us if you would like to. Uh, it is located at patreon.com slash Aaron and James. And uh, we'd, we'd love your support. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. Yep. For today. Tomorrow's going to be a big one in another way. Yep. And I'm really excited for it. But until then. Airbox him for Crutchy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.